outside. And I'm feeling like stripes. They hitting on me and my homie. Cause our minds not in life. They mad cause we just got the passion. Never slacking or lagging. The funny thing is, step up to us. You know we bout that action. But look. Welcome to episode 11 of the Savant Podcast, and today we'll be reviewing Man on the Moon 3 by Kid Cudi. It's the seventh studio album from the Cleveland, Ohio rapper, and it's the third album of the Man on the Moon series. So Man on the Moon 1, his first album, The End of Day, released in 2009, and then his second album was Man on the Moon 2, which released in 2010 and was called The Legend of Mr. Rager. So 10 years later, we have Man on the Moon 3, The Chosen, and the trilogy continues. Back in July, I believe he, him and Eminem, they released the song The Adventures of Man on the Moon and Slim Shady. And on the outro, he says the trilogy continues, so that kind of sparked the hype for Man on the Moon 3. But he had already announced Enter the Galactic, the album... Uh, coinciding with the show that's coming out on Netflix next year. So we thought that his next album won't be out till next year, but pleasant surprise before the end of the year. Uh, so it's his first solo album uh, since Passion, Pain, and Demon Slayer uh, back in 2016. Uh, he also released, obviously, the Kanye joint project, uh, Kids See Ghost, back in 2018. Very good album. And then, obviously, this year, you know, coming out with Leader of the Delinquents, and then the Scots with Travis Scott, his first number one record back in April, all the Fortnite hype behind that. You know, since then, there's been a lot of buzz around Kid Cudi and everything he's been doing. So this album has, you know, not a whole lot of features, definitely more on the, you know, first Man on the Moon and Man on the Moon 2. Uh, but features has Sama Skepta and Pop Smoke, uh, Phoebe Bridgers, um, the alternative rock indie artist who has, I believe, four Grammy nominations uh, for this coming year, and then Trippy Red, which is another surprising feature. Uh, but uh, lots of great production on this album, definitely a highlight. Uh, Plain Platt and Dada Genius and Emil, who've been working with Cuddy since Man on the Moon 1, are back on this project. You also have Phineas, Billie Eilish's you know, brother, uh, the Grammy Award-winning producer, uh, Take a Day Trip, Wonder Girl, uh, Mike Dean, you know the great Travis Scott and Kanye West producer, and also Kid Cudi himself has some on here. But let's get into the album. First initial thoughts, uh, issue. Let's start with you. What were your initial thoughts after the first listen, uh, comparing to some of his, you know, last few projects and even the Man on the Moon series? It's definitely better than some of his last few projects that he dropped. Um, I didn't I didn't think that Man on the Moon 3 would be his next album. I definitely thought it would be intergalactic like you. After um, when the album dropped, I just plugged up my headphones into my laptop and pretty much just sat, did nothing and listened to the whole album from front to back. 
and I really enjoyed it. It's a beautiful Kid Cudi experience, and you know, like from his first hum on the opening track to the the last song, which is a banger. It's just, it, it was an amazing experience listening to that album. Um, as an artist, Kid Cudi's just he just does an amazing job to like make music that just helps people going through tough times and this could be considered one of those therapeutic albums similar to Kid See Ghost or any of his past projects. Listening to it from front to back is you know it's been amazing and I'm I'm really happy that this album is out because I've been bumping it for the last couple days and I definitely think Cuddy deserves all the recognition and praise he's getting for this project. Yeah that's well put you know all of Cuddy's albums are very therapeutic but this being you know the the trilogy of you know, what all started all and introduced us to Cuddy is very more therapeutic. And even, you know, since Passion, Pain and Demon Slaying, you know, in 2016, when he checked himself into rehab and then, you know, 2018, you know, he comes out, you know, Kids See Ghosts, you know, obviously the song Reborn and in his, a lot of his interviews, this is the best he's felt in years, which is also another great thing. But let's get into the album. So the album's broken up into four acts, just like Man on the Moon 1 and Man on the Moon 2, but they were broken up into five acts. This is four. So the act one is Return to Madness. So the first song on the album, Beautiful Trip. Uh, So it was in the album trailer released last week or the week before, but it's essentially just 40-second instrumental and incorporates actually sounds from In My Dreams, uh, Cutter Anthem, which was the first song on Man on the Moon 1, and has production from Cutter himself, uh, Phineas, Plain Pat, Emil, Dadot Genius. But uh, great intro, definitely playing upon, you know, the galactic kind of vibes that Man on the Moon has. I would definitely say, you know, to start off, some of the, you know, past you know, Man of the Moon albums, they're a bit more trippy, a bit more trippy songs. This is feels a bit more like he's in space, you know, for this album. Let's get into the first kind of real song, Tequila Shots. Um, definitely an instant classic. Best on the album for sure. Uh, but first listen, I was like, this is prime, you know, Man of the Moon cutter. Very much like the 2009-2010 when he was in that pocket and when we were introduced to him, really. Uh, definitely his you know best two albums but this definitely uh, reminds me of that cutter but he you know reflects on you know his past struggles and the wars that go on inside his head but at the same time you know there's kind of an upbeat feeling to this song that he's in a better place and production on this is dot and take a day trip but uh, Taj, what are your thoughts on Tequila Shots? Obviously, it's instant classic, but uh, your first listen, you know, this was like the first song technically on the album. It's uh, technically the first song. Listening to it, he just came in hard after a beautiful trip, the instrumental. So I just thought I was expecting him to come in hard in the second track because when you usually when artists put an instrumental as the you know intro to the album, that first track, that's like an actual song you want to go, you know, you just want to go out with a banger and just go hard and Kid Huddy definitely did that with Tequila Shots and listening to it, the instrumental, I was just like, chill. As soon as Tequila Shots get on, you know, I'm bopping my head. You know, he's just, it's just prime Cuddy right there. So I really enjoyed listening to that first track and him kind of setting the tone for the rest of the album with Tequila Shots. Yeah, it's it's a great song. And then, you know, going to from Tequila Shots into track three, another great song, another day. Uh, so it's basically Mr. Rager is back raging. And in I believe it's one of the verse at the end, he says the rager from the dark. But uh, yeah, the track starts off basically cutters 
trying to decide which girl to choose at a party. The first verse, he kind of goes on about, you know, how he has, you know, alcohol and other drugs surrounding himself to numb that same old pain that he talks about on the hook. Some pretty cool lyrics on here, um, and it's like I surf the waves forming in my dome, which is kind of paying homage to the 2016 track Surfing with Pharrell. I uh, love that. Love that little dig back to his last album. And then another one, we keep floating, hope and coasting, which is basically back to Man on the Moon 1, uh, Cuddy Zone, living high up there, floating, floating, hoping, is what he says on that song. And on the outro, you know, he pays homage to Mr. Rager. Basically, like, the song, I love how it's, like, at the end, it's almost like he's waking up from the party. He says, like, tell me where you're going, tell me where you're headed, which is the hook on Mr. Rager, which is on Man on the Moon 1. So I love the, you know, connections to his last album, you know, in 2016, but then the connections to Man on the Moon 1 and Man on the Moon 2 um, in the lyrics and then... Uh, production goes to Dot and Take a Day Trip. So Dot's been on pretty much every song up until this point. And uh, loving loving the whole sound at this point. It's very, very Man on the Moon-esque feel. And you know, all of Cuddy's albums, you can kind of, you know, almost, almost describe it as him being, you know, the Man on the Moon, being alone on the moon. It's kind of how you can describe King Cuddy uh, to most people. I love how it's staying true to the trilogy at the same time. But what was your thoughts on Another Day, you know, coming after Tequila Shots, being such a high to start off the album, and then, you know, coming out with another great track? He just kept that um, he just kept that energy going into the third track. He really did an amazing job with uh, making this project an actual, you know, installment in the trilogy of Man on the Moon. Which was, you know, with the connections to all, you know, to Passion, Pain, and Demon Slaying, which was another beautiful album by Kid Cudi. And homage to the very first album where we, you know, got introduced to him. I just think he did an amazing job with the connections that he made to, you know, his past projects. And Another Day just kept on, it just kept that energy going from Tequila Shots. Did he, you know, he kind of, I feel like on this, pro- on this album as a whole, he put the tracks together well. They meshed well the way sonically each track goes into one another he did an amazing job as far as that and that's why tequila shots and another day another day i'm sorry just goes well together and it's just like that energy you know keeps you going rather than calming you down and coming up with another upbeat song so i just think he did an amazing job with another day and you know, i really like that track as well yeah definitely you know all the tracks placement on this album definitely great you know they all kind of follow you know the act and you know the titles of the acts and the kind of themes that the album goes along which i like um which is great and then the next song so she knows this another great song actually starts off with a sample i believe from scott pilgrim versus the world fits because you know kid cuddy's real name is scott and scuddy so it fits uh and you hear michael sarah's voice actually which is pretty funny track starts off with some beautiful you know cutter thumbs or hums i should say and then it kind of beat has a there's like a beat switch in the middle, but he you know has the same hook. Love love the beat switch. You know how it kind of starts up at upbeat and then you know kind of tones down near the end of the song. Uh, but yeah, production uh, dot to genius again, and then Jay Graham and the Canadian producers also on this. And then I believe at the end, I think the second verse at the end, he talks about live a hell of a life, and he kind of says in the same cadence. And flow as uh, Kanye's, you know, track "Hell of a Life" 
on my beautiful directors for fantasy Island. so i like the homage to that because that's when pretty much you know cutter and yay started linking up well 2009 but uh so liked that uh and then i loved you know already his you know just from his you know from the last few years or last few albums i should say i guess eight years you know compared to man on the moon man on the moon 2 i've always thought you know his flow is kind of off or you know his rapping is not up to par with the you know first two albums he came out with but this album like you know right off the bat the first you know three songs you know it's incredible you know he's kind of playing you know onto some of the sounds and some of the you know styles that he inspired in the last few years in hip-hop but having his own take on it because you know it doesn't sound directly you know you can't really say like you know man on the moon one two and then if this came out right away it wouldn't really sound because you can kind of sound these new sounds you know in 2020 2019 that you know he's using this album but so far he's killing it on every track and then track five so the last track of, of act one so kind of continues this theme of return to madness so it's called dive but i love on the the interlude so at the end he rapped this is just sadness in me sad times and which kind of recalls from soundtrack to my life uh back on man on the moon mon uh one and then another amazing beat by dr genius uh literally i've been on all five tracks so far he's been killing it uh, and like the kind of spaceship-esque kind of sounds and guitar riff at the beginning I love. And then also some other production credits to Anthony Kilhoffer, who's also affiliated with Good Music uh, with Cuddy. And then so finishing off with Act 1 with Dive, what are your thoughts with this being Act 1, the first five tracks issue? The intro to Dive being so slow and like space-like was amazing. And then he just immediately comes in again, going hard was dope. I really enjoyed this. I really liked the diss track as well. To be honest with you, I didn't know that he broke the album up into four acts. Now that you mention it, I definitely see the connection with the other three tracks. Dive is dope. Yeah, Dive Dive is super dope. And yeah, it's on his, I believe it's on when he released the cover art. Um, there's like two photos. The back. Um, and shout out. Shout out to the cover, first of all. Like Sam Spratt. Sam Spratt. Amazing job. Un, unreal. You know, he's done a lot of great albums this year, but obviously he's done, you know, all of Logic's albums in his career, and those have been amazing. But this is definitely, like, this definitely, I think this topped all of the Logic covers. This cover is yeah, like, definitely. and like how you, if you like watch or listen to it on Spotify and just the graphics, how they change and stuff with his mind is pretty cool. But yeah, like, and then because if you just look at the album, you know, on Spotify and Apple Music, it doesn't show the acts really. But if you kind of break it, you know, that way, I would say more there's more of a change on the first half and the second half. So now moving on to Act Two, so the Rager, the Menace. So we start off with Damage. Uh, so it's the first Mike Dean production on the album. Got to Genius on it again. Take a day trip. Uh, but Cotty, you know, he talks about how his basically his fast-paced life has you know pushed him into a damaged state of mind you know i wouldn't say there's you know from act one to act two there's like such a difference in the production and in the subject matter as well i would say they're very the very act one and two are very similar in that way but you know he's diving a bit more personal into the record but another a good lyric on here cutter on a roll he don't slow that's a good bar yeah, issue. What were your thoughts? You know, damage coming in. You know, being the first track of Act Two, 
how did you compare it to act one or did you find it you know the beat were was pretty similar or like the subject matter i found it pretty similar to act one act two and act one are very similar in my opinion even with damage having the same you know slow intro to you know to to it being one of those a beat songs so i found that similar to dive um which comes right after I definitely say both acts are similar. There's no real difference uh, production-wise, but um, yeah, I definitely seen where he gets a little more personal in Act um, Two than Act One. But you can pretty much say that both acts he got personal, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely all the acts he gets personal. I would like, you know, because this one's called the Rage of the Menace. You can almost say the first one is, you know, the Rage of the Menace as well. Like I, I the first two acts. It's like he's being personal, but he's, you know, also talking about, you know, the the party life of Kid Cudi and, you know, being on tour and, you know, everything that he surrounded himself with, you know, in the past. But then the acts three and four, it's almost he just strips that away and it's just all, you know, personal. You know, there's not as much, you know, talk about, you know, drugs and the party and the girls. On the second half, it's way more, you know, he gets, you know, super personal. And after, I would say, Mr. Solo... Uh, dolo part three but heaven on earth the next song cutter talks about his you know the rock star lifestyle that he has that has been brought on like from you know being kid cuddy um and then he talks about in my city uh this is rock and roll you know it kind of talks about basically you know cuddy's always been i feel like a rock star you know wearing jeans you know the skinny jeans and you know being you know such a fashion icon and being outside the box you know, compared to hip-hop artists, you know, rock stars in, you know, the early days were always seen as, you know, these big popular people. And now hip-hop artists are kind of seen as those rock stars, you know, doing the drugs and, you know, the crazy drinking. Love the, you know, production on here, Dr. Genius again, and Anthony Kilhoffer and DSD The Danger as well. And then it goes into Show Out, so the kind of drill song with uh, Pop Smoke and Skepta. What were your opinions on Show Out once you heard Cuddy on a drill beat? Show Out is amazing. To be perfectly honest with you, I didn't really listen to a lot of Pop Smoke when he was alive, to be perfectly honest to everyone listening to this podcast. I never really cared for his music like during his first uh, mixtape, uh, Meet the Who One. Didn't really listen to it. Didn't really listen to the second one either. It was uh, to, after he you know happened to pass away that I decided to give his music a shot. And his debut album, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon, I actually really enjoyed. Not the deluxe version of because I feel like they put too much on there. And you know I talked about this with, with someone and we was basically explaining how they could have saved it you know they could have saved some of the tracks on the deluxe version to make a couple more albums yeah the um the vocals um with pop smoke on it coming in intro on the track is just dope and skepta just goes hard i've been listening to skepta for a short period of time and i haven't been listening to him for the longest uh to be perfectly honest with you but skepta just goes in hard after pop smoke and that homage to pop smoke was dope as well uh rest in peace but but cuddy at first it didn't sound like him on the on the beat but then i you know i noticed that it was him he goes hard on that as well, and I'm definitely open to hearing Cuddy rap on more drill beats because he's definitely he definitely could have something there as well. So it was just interesting because I never heard Cuddy on a drill beat before, and I'm pretty sure he you know with his past couple projects they've been more you know more the hip hop and with uh Speed and Bullet to Heaven that being more of a acoustic project. Hearing him on a drill beat was dope, and I hope he has some more of that in store for us uh, later on. I definitely want to hear more. Yeah, it was definitely, you know, weird at first, you know, hearing it. Cuddy primarily, it's, you know, either 
you know, the the hip hop ET raps over or it's, you know, kind of more acoustic kind of vibes. Yeah, definitely Skepta. Everything Skepta touches is a fire song. Like I would say all of the songs without any features, I would say I definitely prefer it over this. Yeah, you know, yeah. definitely like, you know, you notice on the sound there's so few features, but all of my favorite songs are, you know, the songs without the features. Definitely. And, you know, it kind of does seem like only a commercial song, you know, just being Pop Smoke, being, you know, one of the biggest artists this year. Mm. Uh, I think number two is album's number two selling of the year. But, and even Skepta as well, you know, having that the UK, you know, kind of sound on there as well, because, you know, it is a drill, but, you know, when Skepta's on it, it also kind of sounds grime as well. But I, I wouldn't say it's my favorite song, but I do I do love, you know, hearing Cuddy on these different beats. And it'd be cool if, you know, him and when him and Travis do their album or if that even happens, if, you know, they have some drill beats on there after, you know, Travis and Pop having a smoke, uh, a song. But uh, that being the last, you know, the second last song in Act 2. So the last song, Mr. Solo Dolo 3. So definitely love, love this song. You know, so obviously Man on the Moon 1 had Solo Dolo Part 1, and then Incud, uh, his third album, had Solo Dolo 2, uh, which has actually has a Kendrick Lamar feature. But uh, definitely top three hook on the album was definitely, you know, Man on the Moon Part 1, you know, even more so than Man on the Moon Part 2, has a lot of classic hooks, where every song there's just a real hook. And this is one of those hooks that reminds me of it reiterates the feelings that he has of loneliness um, that he's felt like throughout his whole life being Mr. Solo Dolo, which is basically the theme, you know, on all the Man on the Moons, being that Man on the Moon, being alone, um, the lonely stoner, you know, he talks about as well. But love this song being the close to Act 2. You know, what are your thoughts on Mr. Solo uh, Dolo Part 3? It beats a little bit different this time. The first two, they're a bit similar, but this one, they kind of switched it up entirely. But I love, you know, the entire production on here. Um, definitely, you know, top five for me on this album. Yeah, they definitely switched up the beat with this track. Um, I just wanted to say Indicut is probably one of the most underrated projects by Kid Cudi. Uh, just a little side note. Yeah, this song was dope. Definitely pay homage to the first two Mr. Solo Dolos. I enjoyed the beat because it was different. It was more a little bit slow, a little bit mellow. Like, you know, you would have to definitely just sit down and listen to it, get in the zone, relax, or probably just, you know, sit outside and watch the sunset. I like his 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 pen game on this song right here. My favorite bar being many nights I spent getting fucked up, living a lie, praying I'm just fed up this tequila in me, which is, you know, dope in my opinion. I really enjoyed that that song as well. And it was definitely a, a fun experience listening to it, um, transitional-wise. Yeah, no, definitely a great closer to Act 2. But now as we move on to Act 3, so the heart of Rose Gold, kind of paying homage to his oh, last yeah. album, he had the Rose Golden song with Willow Smith. Beautiful. Amazing song. But mm. Classic song, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, but uh, so then starts off with Sad People. And then, you know, we have Elsie's Baby Boy, Flashback, September 16th, The Void, and then Loving Me with uh, Phoebe Bridgers. Uh, this act and also the last act, I would say, are definitely, you know, as I said earlier, the very the most personal. Um, but he's, you know, he's, he's open up front in all his music. Uh, but this half, 
you know, he's very, you know, upfront about his personal struggles, you know, without, you know, talking about that Mr. Rager side of himself. But yeah, Sad People, you know, great song, one of my, one of my favorites. But on Elsie's Baby Boy, you know, he kind of revisits his childhood and talks about, you know, his mother, Elsie, and how he was affected by, you know, his father dying. But uh, it was definitely, you know, kind of a flip on the album, you know, production-wise. I believe they, he sampled House of the Rising Sun um, by The Animals. Very, like, Man on the Moon 2 influence. There was a lot of rock kind of samples on there and has a beautiful outro. What are your thoughts on, you know, Sad People and then Elsie's Baby Boy? Sad People was a beautiful song, and I really enjoyed that. It was one of the first songs on the album that really, you know, stood out to me as a one of the more personal tracks on the album. Because at first, I like, me and you talked about this, and I thought that the project was, you know, although it's split into four acts, you know, I see it as being split into two in a way. With, you know, the first half of the album being more of those bangers and those upbeat songs and the second half being more, you know, more slower beats and more, you know, more Kid Cudi's humming and his and he I feel like he actually even sings a little bit towards the last two acts of the project. But uh, Elsie's Baby Boy, that flashback was very in- introspective. And it was very personal, in my opinion. And it was, you know, interesting to get that kind of background on it on um, background on his his mother and stuff, because. On the first Man on the Moons, I know we had a soundtrack to my life where he kind of he kind of dived into you know his experience as a kid, and this I feel like he does that even a little bit more, and I kind of get a, you know me being a a kid kind of fan, I kind of get more of his childhood and how how that was like for him growing up. Yeah, and and just how he like describes himself and you know having you know older sister and. You know, just describing his family more when, you know, I didn't even know, you know, his mom's name was Elsie, you know, before this. Yeah, same here. So, yeah, definitely. And then on the next track, September 16th, he even gets, like, even more personal because I believe that's his current girlfriend's birthday. But uh, be believe her name's Raquel or something like that. All Phineas production, so that's Billie Eilish's brother. Definitely kind of sounds, you know, kind of Billie Eilish type. I'm, like, thankful that there was no... Billy Eilish feature on this yeah, album because God. like yeah maybe like because if Phoebe Bridgers like it, it she did sound good like we'll get into that yeah. but that would have been too pop like yeah like you could say even though she's you know won all these Grammys and she's like you know crazy popular like she doesn't have the most pop sound but I just think I just don't want to hear King Cudi and Billy Eilish maybe in the future but not on Man of the Moon 3 definitely not but uh <laughs> love the song though you know, when he says, like, I need your love all around me. Love the humming and, yeah, definitely more singing on the, you know, singing and humming. Like, there is the singing and the humming in the beginning. Definitely more, like, lit music, I would say, at the beginning. And then this is more therapeutic humming, I guess you say. And then the next is on Void. So that's another, another standout. I love that track. Because basically it's him talking about how he'll do anything to avoid depression. So, like, he wants to get in that void to stay away, you know, from that depression. Yeah, what are your thoughts on September 16th and then The Void as well? I did not know that Kid Cudi was in a relationship. So I thought I thought the, the September 16th date was regarding something else, but I didn't I didn't think he was in a relationship. So that's see something I just learned now. Yeah, that's that's a very beautiful song as well. And the the void, that's you know sonically a very beautiful song. And I really enjoyed it. 
I definitely, I could definitely say I enjoyed the the last two acts because it was more personal and therapeutic, and I always, you know, always enjoyed that about Kid Cudi as well as his upbeat songs. So you know, it, the way in the position I was when I first listened to this album when it came out on the 11th, I was like in the zone I was in towards the first half. You know, I, I really enjoyed it because it, you know, it was upbeat. It had a lot of bangers, but. Being I was in a more chilled out zone, the second half just really resonated with my energies more. So I was just laying down, looking up, looking up at the the ceiling, just thinking about things. And the void, September 16, those are some you know beautiful tracks I listened to, and I just you know closed my eyes and relaxed listening to it. So this the second half was like therapy, definitely just like therapy for me. So I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that, definitely. That's a great way to describe it. You know, being therapy, and I can't stress enough. Like obviously, if you know, you've never listened to Kid Cudi, you know, I would definitely go back to the beginning and, you know, start it off. But I would definitely, you know, listen to him on your own because it's, you know, yeah, like you can listen, you know, to songs with your friends and there's those upbeat songs. But some of these songs are super personal where it's like those first lessons. It's like if you're, you know, alone, it's just so, so much more valuable to yourself. You know, you're able to reflect on yourself. Whereas this, you know, this artist, you know, he didn't go number one, but highest selling you know album of his career which is another plus but it's someone who is such a big spot who has you know these struggles and deals with anxiety and depression that other people deal with and you know listening that on your own i feel like is very valuable but uh, moving on to loving me so that's the phoebe bridgers track first listen i wasn't you know too sure but uh, definitely listen to this more it's definitely like a an anthem about loving yourself and then like finding happiness but I love how they made it kind of a duet, you know, throughout the song. Um, I love how I wasn't too sure how she was going to sound, you know, with Cuddy. But I like how it finished off. But uh, great ending to, you know, Act 3, you know, Rose Golden. Definitely reflects this act and the next act. Other than I would say one song, and we'll get into that. Like, it's pretty much the same, in my opinion. But what did you think of Loving Me uh, with uh, Phoebe Bridgers, the indie artist i've never heard phoebe bridges before so this is that was my actually my first time uh listening to her she's pretty solid you know i didn't i didn't know who she was because i never listened to her before but this song is still you know one of those nice songs to just chill back and listen to so i enjoyed this song it's probably not my favorite out of everything in um this act but it's definitely a good song and it's worth the, it's definitely one of the best songs in that act yeah, I definitely agree with that. Obviously, like, you know, we're not going to hear this song at the club or... But it's definitely a good song in the scheme of the album, the whole trilogy. Like, all the themes that he goes on about, but then on the trilogy, having a song where it's like, you should, you know, find that happiness and you got to love yourself to, you know, kind of get out of that, you know, those struggles that you're going through. But, uh, but so now on to Act 4, so it's called Powers. So it starts off, Pale Moonlight, Rockstar Nights... For the Kids, and then Lord I Know, which is the final song on the album. So Pale Moonlight, really like this track. So that's actually has uh, Ratatat production. So obviously um, Pursuit of Happiness, you know, Ratatat production. And actually three songs on Kids See Ghosts has Ratatat production. I believe Reborn is one of them. So I believe they're a duo, but it's one half. So Evax, one half of them. So it's very, I love this beat. It's very reminiscent of like Mountain on the Moon 1. Because Ratatat did a lot of production on there. But then it moves into Rockstar Nights with Trippy Red. So I would say like 
on the whole, like this half of the album, that's the one song that's just kind of out of place. Like I wasn't like the trippy feature. Like I love trippy, but it wasn't my favorite trippy feature. And like it's not a bad song, but it, it just seemed if you take that song out, the album's you know it's fine without it. But then moving on to for the kids, definitely highlight on the album. Yeah, love this song. So definitely you know the whole theme on this song is definitely it's like the whole man on the moon theme because you know in the end he dedicates you know all his music to his fans. Or the kids, as he calls his fans, you know, for all those people who struggles with what he goes through, but there's someone there, you know, supporting you. And he's basically thanking, you know, for supporting him. But at the same time, he's here for us as well. And I believe Mike Dean, Wonder Girl, uh, do production on this. But uh, what are your thoughts on those first three songs uh, to start the final act on the album? So other than Brockstar Nights, which I really didn't care for because I don't, to be honest with you, I I, I never really listened to a full Trippy Red project because like, you know, he, he drops very consistently. So I just, I just never had the, you know, the time to really sit there and listen to all his projects. He has a few um, notable features that I've listened to before, but this, his feature was, oh, it was, it was okay at most. It wasn't anything really special. And, you know, with these last two acts being more of the, I'm sorry, the more personal songs and the more therapeutic songs that didn't that could have i feel like rockstar nights uh, could have made its way into the first two acts i guess it would have fit, fit a little bit better than it did you know with the last two acts but other than that uh, pale moon uh pale moonlight and for the kids are you know dope songs out of this act but other than that rockstar nights was was okay at most in my opinion yeah and like i, I wouldn't even say like oh like, like it sounds like it could be for trippy red's album because the beat you know the beat sounds fine them going back and forth, I wasn't like the biggest fan of it. Like I, I do like the idea. If, it, if this was just released as a single and you know whatever, it would have been fine. But uh, but the closer, Lord, I know, definitely stand out on the album for sure. On the second verse, the way he starts that off, like his flow on that is just insane. You know, and has one lyric, "Baby, I'm a warrior." Kind of you know going back to the first song, really tequila shots of him being in a war. You know, in his mind. And the outro is unreal. It's very Mike Dean-esque. At the end of the song, his daughter, Vada, says to be continued. But, yeah, I'm not sure if... Because, like, I don't know. I'm not sure if that's Man on the Moon 4, if that just means Enter the Galactic's coming soon. So, like, be prepared for that. But, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on the last song on the album and his daughter, you know, saying to be continued at the end? Uh, Lord, I know is actually one of one of my favorite songs on the album. It's in my top five. Um, I really enjoyed it. He went out with a banger. You know, it's a perfect way to close the album. As far as the to be continued, I'm not sure if he'll drop Man on the Moon four and like some time from now. You know, who knows that? Who know who knows how long that could take? Because um, we we were all expecting Intergalactic to drop. So you know, I don't really know if he'll drop Man on the Moon four. So the to be continued kind of. You know, kind of confusing, but I guess that means more, more, more music from Kid Cudi as far as projects, maybe. Yeah, I think definitely that. But you know, I'm all for Man on the Moon four, but I think this was a great closer, you know, to the trilogy. And like ten years later, and like, you know, who would have guessed? You know, there's been some, you know, sequels. You know, we obviously, you know, we did Detroit two this year. You know, that was a good sequel, and then the documentary, you know, sequels were pretty good as well. Yeah, other than that, there's not really many good sequels and the fact that this was 10 years later is you know amazing but uh so let's go through our top five songs 
No Order, definitely Tequila Shots. You know, that's probably that's the best song. But then other than that, like, She Knows This, great song. Lord I Know, The Closer, Four to Kids, and then Solo Dolo Part 3. Uh, and Honorable Mentions, Another Day, you know, Sad People, The Void. A lot of great songs on here. I would say probably, like, the one song I wouldn't put, you know, up here is, like, Rockstar Nights because, you know, I said I could do without that track. What are your top five songs on the album? Okay, uh, this isn't any, in any particular order, but I do want to put Lord I Know at number one. So the other four tracks you can give me is Tequila Shots, She Knows This, Solo Dolo, Solo Dolo Part 3, I'm sorry, and Sad People with a notable track on here being The Void. All right, and so I'm going to give this 8.5, 8.7 out of 10. Like, Man of Moon 1 and Man of Moon 2 are like, you know, 9, 10s in my book. You know, I definitely want more time with this album. You know, I've had basically 10 years with those albums. And, you know, some of those songs I still listen to this day. Not some, I would say I still listen to the albums to this day, actually. But, uh, you know, with, you know, some of the features, I would definitely say, like, the one thing about this album is that the features were a little bit weaker. Because obviously the first album, you know, you have Kanye West, you have Common. You know, I was surprised there was no, um, you know, King Chip. Pretty much been on every single album. I mean, not the last few albums of Cuddy. That would have been nice to have a feature. But yeah, so I would definitely say, you know, I love the Skepta and, you know, Pop Smoke features. You know, there was, I wouldn't say any of the features were on the level of Cuddy. You know, you know his verses and his songs. So I would definitely say, you know, Cuddy's the best part of this album. So I would give it, you know, 8.5, 8.7 out of 10, but what about you? For the last two acts in the second half being more personal and therapeutic alone, I give that a, a 9.8 because I really enjoy just uh, relaxing and listening to the second half. The first half is pretty dope and upbeat. Um, The features were okay at most. Uh, other than Rockstar Nights, it didn't really fit like similar to what you said. But for that reason alone, I'm you know mishand music from Cuddy and um, I like this project a lot.